No, not really. You are a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly... I cheat day. God, it's not a so lame. It's uh, last week's episode was lame. You know what? That's how I want to start it off with just me, like in the middle of the conversation, not even coming in hot, just like this. Wow, last week's like I'm talking to you, but nobody else is here. Wow, last week's episode fucking sucked. And you know what? And on that note, we're gonna start this week's episode of Epic Cheat Day. I'm your host, Derek Strong. And, uh, yeah, today I'm in a great mood. I mean, not only am I in a good mood, but I also drank enough coffee to kill five small school children. So, because uh, that's how you got to do it. Buddy, I don't have any fucking vices except for coffee and going to the gym a lot. That's Those are my two things. Um, and on that note, that brings up the episode's name for today. Episode three of Epic Shoot Day is going to be called The Anaconda Vice. Uh, we're going to be talking about vices. We're going to be talking about addiction and food addiction in particular and how it pertains in particular to uh, to comedy, to not to comedy, fucking to eating, uh, to all sorts of other vices because it's a gateway drug. Let's be honest. A lot of us here, I mentioned this in the first episode, but I'm going to elaborate on my experience with it. But a lot of us here who are listening to this podcast and struggle with weight issues, that's the first vice that you have and it leads into other ones you know you get addicted to sugar you get addicted to food you have those happy feelings that are associated with it and thus you get happy feelings associated with other drugs uh, before we get into that i'm going to talk about my cheat food breakdown for the week this is for my epic cheat day of last week uh and uh of course i started off with white cat well actually whoa whoa let me back that up let me go into the unofficial sponsors for this week of Epic Cheat Day. Of course I have to give a shout out to White Castle. White Castle is delicious. It's amazing. I know most people only drink it when they're drunk, 3 o'clock in the morning, because they're always open. But fuck it, I do it sober because they're... It's just, it's not good food. It's 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 just, it's good, it's good feeling food. Okay? When I eat it, I feel something amazing. I feel a kinship with White Castle. If I could come back in my next life, it would be as a White Castle hamburger. And guess what? White Castle hit me up because guess what? It's been three weeks now and I still haven't fucked a kid. Uh, I haven't jerked off to kitty porn. Uh, this isn't Jared here. I'm losing weight and I'm still eating your delicious food. Uh, guys, get at White Castle, hashtag White Castle, be like, yo, this fucking fat dude, he ain't looking so fat no more, and he's still eating your goddamn burgers, we associate that with chronic obesity, but now you're gonna associate it with me, Derek Strong, here with the Epic Cheat Day, every Epic Cheat Day, I'm gonna be having White Castle in some way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, another big shout out to Planet Fitness, Oh, my God, I can't say enough good things about Planet Fitness. What is so good about Planet Fitness? It's fucking cheap. You motherfuckers are going to gyms with 8,000 different machines that you're never going to use ever. You don't need that, okay? You need three machines and some weights, and that's it. And guess what? Planet Fitness, they have all three of those. Just go to Planet Fitness, $10 a month. It's $10 a month. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I work at a supermarket overnight. I can't afford anything. I ate ramen noodles all week last week for food. And guess what? I can still afford Planet fucking Fitness. My phone is a Metro PCS stupid fucking whatever the fuck Android phone this is. I was just like, I walked into Metro PCS and no, fuck it. I'm not shouting out Metro PCS. Not yet until they come to me with sponsorship. But just to say this, I walked into the Metro PCS dealer and I was just like, you know what? Give me the cheapest fucking phone you got and give me the cheapest plan you got. And they're like, dude, we got you. And for 60 bucks, had a phone and two months of a plan. So, But anyway, Planet Fitness, they may sound like the Metro PCS of, uh, of, uh, of fitness places, but you know what? Fuck that. You get, it gets the work done for you, okay? It gets the work done for you because you put the work into it. You don't need all that other crazy shit. Go to Planet Fitness. Just go to Planet Fitness and guys hit up Planet Fitness because they should be sponsoring me too. They should be sponsoring. Why aren't they? Of course they should be sponsoring me. Okay. Third one, Reggio's. I don't know where the fuck a brick and mortar Reggio's is. I don't know where Reggio's is. I'm assuming they're a Chicago staple. I like their frozen deep dish pizza. I like it better than the Geno's East frozen deep dish pizza. I get the one with sausage in it. It's fucking amazing. You make one of these some bitches for fucking six dollars. You are eating, sir. You are eating a day's worth of food. And uh, if you're like me, you'll eat it all in one shot and then take a nap afterwards because you physically can't do anything else but nap. Hit up Reggio's. Be like, listen, Derek Strong, Epic Cheat Day. And last but not least, uh, this isn't any particular company, but ramen noodles in general. Just hit up every ramen noodle company. Dude, and like every single person who, ha- if you subscribe to a podcast, guaranteed you eat ramen noodles more than you want to because you know what? That's the target audience for ramen noodles. Poor bastards who want cheap shit to do like listen to podcasts. Uh, yeah, I'm sustaining myself with ramen noodles and I am so glad that my paycheck is hitting direct deposit tonight so I could afford to eat not ramen noodles. Like if there was a, a classification of food that is not ramen noodles, that's what I plan on eating tonight. All right. So week three of my epic cheat days. Uh, this is my cheat day food breakdown. Started off, started off strong. I absolutely 100%. Frozen White Castle Jalapeno Cheeseburgers, all six of them at one time. That was 1,020 calories. Uh, A friend of mine bought me a bagel with cream cheese. Shout out to Jason Acevedo. He will be on the show when he is on the show. Our cheat meal is going to be a deep dish pizza. He features it in his act prominently. So uh, be on the lookout for that episode. Uh, So he got me with a bagel with cream cheese from Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. And by the way, in Chicago, you guys fucking suck at bagels. Do you guys even know what a bagel is? You guys have like a Kaiser roll with a hole punched out of it. That's not a fucking bagel, okay? Dunkin' Donuts is closer to being a bagel. And guess what? That's what I had at a bagel cream cheese. That was 380 calories. As I mentioned before, I also had the Reggie's Frozen Sausage Deep Dish Pizza. Ate the whole thing in one sitting because you know what? Fuck it. You only live once, and if you eat like this, you ain't going to be living that long. I ate that. That was 2,460 calories. I also ate a pack of Cheeto Snack Crackers. You know, they're the crackers with the fucking fake cheese shit in the middle. They call it cheese, Mike. It's cheese. It is cheese powder mixed with some petroleum jelly found in the lubile of stores or industrial. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's it's awful. But I ate them. That was 210 calories. 
And lastly, I kind of cheated on White Castle. I was walking by Burger King, and I had me a Whopper. Actually, I bought a Whopper and a spicy uh, crispy chicken sandwich, but I saw somebody who was on the street, and they uh, they asked for food, and I gave them the uh, crispy chicken sandwich, so I just had the Whopper. That was 667 calories. The Cheeto Snack Crackers, 210 for a grand total of 4,737 calories for last week's epic cheat day. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad with that. I'm happy with that number. If I get to, like, 5,000 or 6,000 calories, then that makes it epic. So that was my cheat day last week. Uh, I might have to start doing it as cheat meals across two days because I'll tell you something. After knocking out that Reggio's last week, buddy, it fucking it hurt. It hurt. My stomach's getting a little tight down there from going to the gym all the time. So uh, I still want to reach that goal of 4,000, 5,000 calories, but if I'm going to do that, I don't know I'm going to do that. Um, also, and this has been, uh, this actually hit me hard last week. So my goal to eat for caloric intake on a daily basis is 2,500 calories. 2,500 calories, a guy my size, still lose weight, not driving myself crazy. I'm getting nowhere near that. I, I averaged maybe about 1,300 to 1,600 calories a day last week. And uh, while you guys are like this, oh, my God, you must be shedding pounds like crazy. I wouldn't know. I don't weigh myself. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Yeah, it's uh, you get fucking dizzy. You get dizzy. My job, I have to stand all day. So, like, even as I was walking over here tonight, like, I was just, like, feeling a little woozy. You're not supposed you're not supposed to be having the level of activity that I'm having and eating like a fucking, you know, a uh, uh, 13-year-old schoolgirl. It's just you're not supposed to do it. You're supposed to eat like an adult fucking man uh, or an adult woman and like try to get, try do this do this like and I mentioned this before. Anytime you're doing any of these things, you have to gradually go into this. You have to you you can't anybody who tells you not to be gradual about it. I wanted to start an argument with somebody earlier this week. I'm not gonna because he's gonna be a guest on the podcast, hopefully. And I want to talk to him about it more when he's on here. But uh yeah, the whole gradual process of this, you know, it's great that I'm eating that low if it was six months from now. But it's not. It's now. And uh yeah, it was very uncomfortable feeling last week. Uh exercise routine. We had a lot of big changes last week. So yeah, and like so and I don't know about you guys, but when I'm cutting calories, uh, and uh, I can tell by what kind of foods that I'm craving that I can tell what level of the severity is. So a perfect example of this, like right now I'm craving protein. I know that I've been going to the gym more. I've changed that routine. I'll get into that in just a second. So I'm craving protein more. Like I want to eat steaks and burgers all the time. So, and I get, I understand the reason why that is. Okay. So about last week, and I posted this on Facebook, I posted that I wanted to eat every brownie that has ever been baked. And, like, I just couldn't stop craving, like, brown- and I didn't do it. I didn't have brownies. But, like, that's how I knew what level of severity it is. When I'm dealing, when I start craving, like, things like pancakes and brownies, that's when I know that I'm at a major deficit. On a lighter note, when it's just cookies for some reason, that's when I know that's a uh, it's not as bad as that. And when it's just like burgers or uh, or fried foods, then I know that it's just like, ah, I skipped a couple of meals. But yeah, like last week, it was, uh, it was pretty intense. So I definitely have to augment that a bit. Uh, exercise routine changes for the week. Um, 
I added an extra set to each of the workouts that I do with the weight machines. So instead of doing three sets, I'm doing four. And I was doing three sets of 10. And I also upped the reps. So now I'm doing four sets of 12 for everything that I do. Um, I'm not increasing the weight really. Um, I bounce back and forth. It's basically how I feel. Like if I can't do any more, if I physically can't do any more for a set, then I'll drop the weight down so I can complete the set. My goal is just to get the sets. Again, I'm going to keep saying this over and over again. For me, and I'm just saying for me, it's about consistency. Okay. For me, I want to get the 12 reps in. Um, and, uh, if I have to lessen the weight in order to get the 12 reps in, then I do that. Um, so I'm doing that all around cardio. Holy shit that I have an epic week with cardio. I actually broke my cardio record. I did 9.1 miles on the elliptical in 70 minutes, burning off a thousand and eight calories in the process. Uh, now I was going extra super hard cause I wanted to just break that. That's not what I plan on doing on average. Also with the cardio, because I'm not weighing myself, I have to guess by like my pants size, what weight I'm at. And usually I try to put the number into the, the weight into the machine at 10 pounds lighter than what I think that I'm at. So I, right now I'm putting 255 pounds in there. I know I weigh more than that because when I weighed myself uh, a couple years ago or no, a year or so ago, and I was at the belt notch that I'm at right now. It was about 260 to 265. I think I'm a little bit more than that. I did weigh myself a couple weeks ago, um, but it uh, I think it was dubious at best. So I'm not going by that because according to that, I'm 275 pounds. There's no way I'm 275 fucking pounds. So um, I'm not going by that. Uh, anyway, so that's that. That's that's the housekeeping for the week. Um, you know, get at me, Epic Cheat Day Podcast, at Facebook, Instagram, Gmail. Um, it's Epic Cheat Day Podcast at any one of those three places if you want to talk about what it is I do on a daily basis, weight-wise. Oh, one thing that really pissed me off is that I took not one but two days off this past week, um, and I was pretty pissed about that. You know, uh, normally I take one day and I struggle with just taking the one day off from the gym. This past week I took two. And uh, the reason why I took two is because I went to the gym and I forgot that they closed at 7 o'clock. I thought they closed at 10 on Saturdays, but they closed at 7. So when I got there, the lights were all off. And, yeah, um, so that's on me, uh, you know, but whatever. Uh, I was upset, but now I know. You know, no one's half the bad G.I. Joe. You guys know G.I. Joe? No, that's way too old for you guys. Uh, some of you, anyway. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. Uh, work. So I work at a supermarket overnight, and this is what I can't stand. Customer fucking privilege. God damn it. Guys, there's a couple things you need to know, okay? Nothing fucking, nothing grinds my gears, like when I'm standing there at the cash register, people put all their shit on the belt and they're like, oh, I got to get one more thing. Fucking before you come up to the register, you start putting your shit down. Think about it. OK, because you're committing to something. It isn't your grocery store. It isn't your supermarket. Fucking get everything that you need and purchase it all in one shot. OK. Not holding up the fucking line because you decide to get limes at the last minute because you're going to put it on your fucking cilantro tacos uh, that your girlfriend is going to appreciate because she's fucking your best friend anyhow. Okay, so stop doing that bullshit. And also, I work overnight. 
Okay, we stop selling liquor at a certain time. Understand that's the law of the state of Illinois. Okay, that's not me. I don't have a choice in that. Also, we say also around eleven thirty at night, we cut off all of the high dollar liquor. We actually put a gate up in front of all of the high dollar liquor um, um, liquor bottles and wine bottles. Why? Because we deal with an insane amount of theft. Okay, if it's behind the gate, and by the way, if you see this in any store and it's behind something that's clearly locked, okay, understand that it's locked for a reason. And just because you think you're special doesn't mean we're going to open it up for you. It's closed for everybody. You know, ask, hey, listen, is uh, is there any way I can get something from back there? And if I say no or if the person says no, stop fucking hassling them. It's no. It's empirically no. Down the line, there's a gate up. It's clearly there for a reason. Fuck. Anyway, uh, somebody told me I cur- I say fuck a lot or I curse too much. Uh, that's Listen, uh, vernacular wise, I probably know more, more words than, and they're right, you know, but also like, you know, and not this person in general. She's very, 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 very smart and well read. But I'm saying vernacular wise, I probably know more words than the average bear. So I like to curse. It's cathartic for me to curse. I'm going to continue to do it. I'll try to do it less and be more mindful of it. But uh, yeah. Um, So now we're going to go into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Okay. And by that, we're going to talk about vices. And we're going to talk about how food is very much so a vice and very much so a drug in the same vein as any drug that there is out there. I would argue that it's uh, in AA, they talk about alcohol being cunning, baffling and insidious. Right. And uh, if you go to Narcotics Anonymous, it's whatever you take alcohol out, you alcohol out, you put in whatever drug it is that, um, you know, you're referring to like cocaine is cunning, baffling and insidious because all vices are cunning, baffling and insidious. OK, that's their very nature. Their very nature is and the very nature of addiction is to trick you or convince you that you need something that you don't fucking need. OK, here's the difference with food. You are always going to need to eat, period. OK, it's what you what kinds of food and how much you put in there. That's where the vice part kicks in, okay? That's why I rank it as being the absolute worst motherfucker that there is out there. And by the way, if anybody wants to know my qualifications, let me read the list of drugs and or vices that I've quit. Nail-biting, strip clubs, psych meds, cocaine, weed, cigarettes, alcohol, okay? All right, so that's what I've quit in my life, okay? In terms of not even, not necessarily vices, but crutches that I've had, uh, the whole psych system is a revolving door, and it is something that people will lean on sometimes for the rest of their very short lives if they're, uh, um, you know, if they keep with it because there there's only so much you can handle going in and out of psych wards. But people do rest on and rely on it a lot. That's a crutch. Government benefit system. I was on all the benefits. I had SSI. I had Section 8. Uh, I had a great Section 8 apartment in the Bronx. Um, food stamps, Medicaid. Uh, no longer on any of those. That's going to be a future episode, too, where I talk about what it was like getting off all the benefits, getting off you know the psych system and the homeless mentally ill system. Um Again, I one of the I, I think I may have mentioned this before, but and I'm definitely going to go into it in further detail. But you talk about something that's hard to get out of. Jesus, they make it damn near impossible and they're not doing it in any negative way. It's just 
it's designed it's like a roach motel it's designed for you to check in and not check out these places are designed to keep homeless people away from you know the general population but not keep them you know locked up which is uh you know quality of life wise the argument is there that you know they have a better quality of life listen if you're giving people shots full of thorazine and uh handfuls of depakote they're not going to have any life they're going to be a fucking zombie all the time okay uh so but anyhow i'm gonna i digress i'm gonna talk about that later so when it comes to vices when it comes to food being a vice again hit me up epic cheat day podcast at facebook instagram you know dm me i'll you know respond to them uh definitely email me epic cheat day podcast at gmail.com and let's discuss it let's talk about food being a vice let's talk about how if i walk outside right now i will literally be bombarded with sugar and fried foods and it's the cheapest food out there. Uh, it is the worst food for you. It's the cheapest food out there. You know, uh, the better food for you. I mean, listen, I call it the white girl aisle at my grocery store. You know, the aisle where they have all the fucking, uh, you know, like, you know, the kombucha dry tea leaves that, you know, some fucking Reddit post said you're supposed to eat handfuls of for better gut health or whatever the fuck it is. Guys. Don't believe the hype. Look at the fucking labels. Look how, look, 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 not just look at the ingredients. It's, oh, well, that's processed. Fuck the process part. Look at the fucking calories. Look at the amount of sugar in there. You guys aren't stupid. They think you are, you know, gluten-free. Listen, people are buy gluten-free. Gluten-free only matters if you have a gluten allergy. You fu- Oh, my fucking God. They have made so much money off of this gluten-free bullshit. It only matters. Do you know how few people have a gluten allergy? Ten of them, and they all live in Buffalo, New York, okay? Other than that, nobody else has a gluten allergy. I met one person in my old life who did it, and you know what he did? This was in Philly. He used to get his Philly cheesesteaks, but he used to get them on fries because he's a fucking genius and a pioneer, Okay. Uh, so yeah, don't go down the white girl aisle of fucking any grocery store and think that you're buying anything better than anything out there. Use your head about it. You know, fewer ingredients are probably better than you. Listen at this stage in the game, how polluted the world is. Stop caring about the whole factory processed bullshit. That's not what's keeping you fat. It's how much food you're putting in, how many calories on a daily basis. I stand by that. Uh, look, and again, no matter what I say, it's whatever works for you. This is what works for me, but I know it works for me. And how do I know it works for me? Because back in 2013 or 2014, I lost uh, 130 pounds and I did it all with proper eating. Okay. What happened? How did I get back up to the 270 range from 197 pounds? I'll tell you. And this goes back to the whole concept of vices. I decided that I was going to eat well, okay? And by eating well, I was going to not only cut calories, but focus on the types of foods that I was going to put in my mouth, okay? So I, not because I didn't want to eat beef or pork, but just because I was like, all right, well, I want to get the most, I want to get the most food bang for my buck, the most amount of filling I could have for my buck, and also get the most nutrition. So what I would do is I more or less ate the same thing every day, unless I went out to eat, and then I'd pick whatever I believed was the healthiest option on the menu, which would be like a salad and have the, you know, and have vinaigrette on it instead of dressing. You motherfuckers with salads is just like, I want to put ranch and Caesar on it. It's fucking just eat mayo with a spoon. Anyway, 
So I would wake up, I would have a plain bagel in the morning because guess what? <laughs> you need carbs. I know, no, cut the car, eat the fucking carbs. Your body needs carbohydrates, eat the carbs. Anyway, so I'd have a plain bagel because I would, for, I, one thing, eat breakfast. If you got to start your day with food, even if you have to force feed yourself to do it, because that, uh, that's something that fucked me up for years, okay? If you don't eat breakfast by the time lunch rolls around, your body is begging for you to eat and you're going to eat way more than you ever wanted to because of that fact. So I would force myself to eat a plain bagel. That was it, right? Lunch would be fish. Um, I would steam fish, and I would have some mixed vegetables, usually uh, half a bag of frozen mixed vegetables, and whatever the cheapest fish was, usually tilapia. For dinner, I would have a large spinach salad with uh, tomatoes, raw onions, and two salmon burgers. Um, Trident salmon burgers were the ones that I had. CPAC also makes a decent salmon burger. I liked it because also, and I would make my own Mac sauce. So I had my own version of Mac sauce that I would make that I would put on there. And that's what I would, I would have that almost every night. Um, every now and then I'd have, you know, uh, I'd have chicken breasts that I just make. So I was really, really, really conscious about this and what I was putting in my body. I wanted to make sure every bite that I had had a good level of nutrition in it other than like the base level, you know, protein, carbohydrate stuff. Right. But I knew that I needed to have a cheat day or something to look forward to at the end of the week. And I, in my fucking epic level of genius, decided, hey, why do people have a cheat day with food? You're trying to fill yourself. You're trying to have a cheat day with the food you're steering clear from. That's stupid. So instead of cheating with food, I cheated with alcohol. So my cheat day consisted of a bottle of whiskey or scotch every single week. And uh, I don't know if you guys are fucking doing the math on this one. That isn't the smartest idea. And by a bottle, it started out as a fifth. That shit ended up being a magnum or a handle, as you guys call it in this part of the country, before long. And now I'm dealing with another problem. So I was slim, but I was also a fucking alcoholic. Uh, Yeah. So now I have to deal with yet another vice. And by the way, like I mentioned in last week's episode, I never dealt with any of the underlying things behind the food addiction. I never dealt with the other things. Other than, My whole thought was I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to party hard because I'm going to look decent when I look slim. And according to other people, I look decent when I was slim. Who, who knows? But fucking uh, it was easier to talk to women because I had to do a lot less talking. That's for sure. Um, I had one drunken hookup. Uh, God damn, well, only one, only one. And like, that was the thing about drinking that really pissed me off. And like, you know, going to Philly and like making a good amount of money and going out and fucking going to center city. I had my favorite bar was McGillan's. All right. Uh, shout out to Philly. Shout out to McGillan's. That was my temple. Uh, that was where I should have gone in there with a yarmulke and talked to a rabbi. Cause that's, I was there every single week religiously Dude, they had six and a half dollar pitchers of PBR and I would drink. I would just order them for myself. I wasn't fucking sharing. That's my beer. Uh, anyway, so I had one drunken hookup in Philly. And here's the thing that I noticed while I was drinking, because I didn't get to do all this shit in my 20s. So the thing that really got to me was looking around and seeing everybody drunk just like I was drunk and just looking at how sad and miserable people were when they were hooking up with each other. I was like, is this what this is? Really? 
everybody here hates themselves and hates this person they're trying to hook up with. And you could clearly tell. Just listen to the conversation. Every woman that I talked to during that time, I was like, oh, my God, this person is looking to fill a void. And I'm not talking about the physical void of penis and vagina. I'm talking about this void that she can't fill any other. This is rough. And it happened the night that I had my drunken hookup. I was wearing the Colt Cabana baby blue uh, I star of David Colt Cabana T-shirt. Shout out to Colt Cabana. Uh, He has a great podcast, but fucking... You know, whatever. Anyway, big pro wrestling guy. Anyhow, uh, you know, I, I and I remember growing up to people like this. Oh, you got to dress better to impress ladies. No, you don't. For I'm a fucking wordsmith. OK, you put a you put a woman in front of me that I could talk her out of her panties. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying, yeah, I could fucking do it. OK. All right. I wasn't proud of it that night. And she was just a sad, miserable, pathetic creature. And so was I. And, you know, I just realized that all this hype I had in my head about losing weight and hooking up with ladies and fucking when it finally happens, I was just like, that was stupid. And maybe I missed the window. Maybe I missed the window when it was cool in my 20s to do it because I was too busy dealing with psych stuff. But, uh, yeah, and the reason why I bring that up is because in particular when it pertains to the stories, that was my whole goal for losing weight. That was my – and my whole goal for losing weight was – you know, to try to fill up this emptiness void that vices generally do. Generally, people are trying to do with vices. And that's what food was for me. That's what all the drugs that I used were. Um, you know, and I figured that I had to get to the core of the problem. And I think that's what people need to do. They need to get to the core of their shit. You know, whether it be food, heroin, whether it be alcohol, whether it be whatever drug, they have to get to the root of their shit. Because uh, you got high behind it forever, and uh, a lot of people never come out of it. Um, you know, fortunately for me, I am, uh, and I'm getting out of this one. Um, it's definitely, I'm changing my perception of it. You know, and food is a vice. I mean, come on, man. We are bombarded with advertisements on a near constant basis. You know, everything is just loaded with chemicals that'll keep you hooked up to it. And again, I'm not, people get hung up on the chemicals and like whatever, not really so much the chemicals, but like high sugar, fatty foods. You guys know what it is. If it's fried and crispy and tastes amazing, it's probably bad for you. Okay. Nobody's going to die because actually fucking, did you know this? This is a true statement. If you eat too much carrots, you will fuck your shit up. You absolutely will. You know, uh, your skin will fucking change color. Yeah. That's a look it up. Look it up, you know, but, um, yeah, just it's, you know, moderation, but moderate what? I mean, you know, you can eat a, I was going to do this once. Okay. I was going to eat. I'm a big fan of the McRib. Shout out to McDonald's McRibs. I love McRibs. I love it. It's fucking awesome. It's the best fucking awesome thing. I, for McRib season, I was going to see how much weight I could lose by eating McRib every single day and eating healthy for every other meal. People think that if you eat bad, it's going to like if I'm eating White Castle, it's going to fuck me up permanently. No, because I'm eating fine every other day of the week. Well, by fine, relatively speaking, you know, I'm getting my vegetables and vitamins in there. You know, use common sense. But food is a vice. It's it is a vice and it's a gateway vice for a lot of people uh, was for me anyhow. Um, and uh yeah, it's so hard to get away from it. Ask yourself this. When's the last time you left your house, walked a block, and didn't smell something that you wanted to just shove into your face right away? You know, how many Euro spots are there in Chicago? How many fast food places do you walk in front of? Guys, 
fucking Culver's, really? The butter burger? It's a burger fried in butter. You're telling me that isn't fucking amazing. Of course it's amazing. You want to have four of those. I want to have four of them right now. If there were four Culver's butter burgers in front of me right now, I would eat them, gladly take a nap, and hate myself tomorrow in the morning. And that's like any other drug, okay? You want to do rails of coke, fucking just line them up, do them. You are going to feel great in the moment, all right? You're going to... I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. Lay off me, I'm starving. Okay, so on this edition on Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks, I will be discussing the movie Marriage Story. Marriage Story is a Netflix movie. It came out in 2019. It's written and directed by Noah Baumbach. I want to say, I don't know if I'm saying this, but Baumbach, Baumbach, something like that. Some fucking German Slavic, I don't fucking know. It's something like that. Starring Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Um, there's a Rotten Tomato score of 95%. The audience score is 83%. And uh, seriously, guys, I, I, I had no idea what the fuck this movie was going into it. That's why I watched it. Um, I have a program that I looked up just like romance movies was the first thing on there. It, this isn't, I wouldn't even say this is a chick flick. It's, uh, it's, I, I didn't know it was nominated for every award under the sun. When I watched it, I was just like, oh, I get it. These, these guys are swinging for the fucking fences with this movie. Everybody here, they're bringing their acting a game, uh, you know, fucking, and I'm going to refer to Adam Driver as Kylo Ren and I'm referring to Scarlett Johansson as Black widow because fuck it why not right uh or no scarjo she hates apparently she hates scarjo so i don't want her to hate me i love scarlett johansson she's a jew from the upper west side of new york of course i don't want you to hate me scarlett johansson but i will be referring to you as black widow for the rest of this uh segment um what is it okay so marriage story uh it's uh, it's I, I it starts off strong. I was just like, oh, this shows a lot of promise. Um, they they're starting off and they're reading letters that they wrote to each other. They're clearly in counseling, so you're like, okay, this is troubled. It isn't troubled. It's about divorce, and there is some really hard hitting shit in here. Like, there's this one like. The, this argument that they have it's it, it was rough to sit through I will say this I wasn't entertained so much by this movie I wanted to get through it I wanted to get through it so I could do this review but it took me like five tries and it wasn't because it was hard for me to go through it's just like I didn't there was just other things that I I cared more about um I, I'll tell you this much fucking for the first 70% of this movie, Kylo Ren is fucking wooden as all fuck. Like, I'm like, really? This guy is getting nominated for this? At the end, he knocks it out of the park. But I'm like, Jesus, Kylo, you did more emoting when you stabbed Han Solo. And he just wasn't doing it in this movie. Um, let's talk about rich privilege. Okay, because that's what this movie is. And I'm not talking about white privilege. Fuck that noise. I've been around rich people of all races uh, growing up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, having money when my family, when I was having my, my family having money when I was young. And I'm going to get into this later in a later episode of the podcast, how all that shit changed. Uh, I grew up with a lot of trust fund kids. And let me tell you something. Okay, black, white. Man, woman, everything in between. Rich people, just like everybody else, they can suck really hard. And that's what I got when I saw this movie. It was just like, okay, who is this going to relate to? 
Okay, this guy has a fucking uh, 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 a child actress who um, has all kinds of money, and he clearly has some kind of money. They say that he's self-made. I want. I would have much rather seen the whole self-making part. Uh, they don't show any bit of that. They just show them successful. I don't see how this is relatable to anybody. Uh, and I guess that that is second to the actual plot of the movie. And I think this is where the movie shines: is that it doesn't matter what the background of these two characters are the relationship the core tenet of the movie that's what matters i don't think i used tenet correctly fuck it but uh black widow and kylo ren fucking dude they do a raylo scene straight from star wars towards the end of the movie by the way i don't know if you guys saw it i was like wow you know, from uh, The Last Jedi, the movie that literally made me stop watching Star Wars, they that scene where they're talking telepathically across the galaxy, they do that in this movie. I was just like, oh, shit, did they mean to do that? Um, Julie, this is interesting, though. Julie Haggerty, who plays the mother of uh, Black Widow in this movie, she lived across the street from me growing up. She might remember her also from Airplane 1 and 2. She played the stewardess with the high-pitched voice. She was also in What About Bob? She grew up right across the street from me uh, growing up. Um, Christopher Reeve, may rest in peace, he uh, he was... Um, we used to see him all the time. He hated kids. We used to see him all the time right across the street from my middle school, um, I used to see James Earl Jones all the time in my building because he would visit a family that lived on the other side of the building than me. Uh, Kathleen Turner I used to see all the time. Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker lived in my neighborhood. So all sorts of celebrities around me growing up. But Julie Haggerty, yeah, I used to see her every morning. Um, lawyers suck. That's what this movie should really be called. Lawyers fucking suck. Okay, divorce lawyers especially so. Because they are fine until they add lawyers into the mix. God damn, fucking lawyers. Uh, I've known a few of them. When I talk about rich people later on in the podcast and dealing with rich people, one of the scuzziest fucking people I've known as a rich person, a lawyer, just dirt, grime, filth. They suck. It's They're just... Some of them try to do well, and most of them actually go into law trying to do well and not trying to fuck people over, and they just segue into the darker side because they, they want to get paid for their hard work. It's a hard job. Nobody could deny that. If you're a fucking pat lawyer, you're not doing anything bad. Well, sort of. Anyway, that's it for this fucking edition of Derek Strong Watches Chick Flakes. Guys, was it a good movie? Yeah, it was a good movie. It was excellently acted by both Kylo Ren and by Black Widow. They fucking, they nailed it. That being said, do, was it entertaining? I wasn't entertained by it at all. This movie, fuck. God damn. It was just like, and I think it's because the unrelatability like shown to me, and I get that it's, that's supposed to be secondary to it, but it was just, it was like, who the fuck, like, who could afford, when they were throwing out the numbers for the lawyers, like, there were some very funny moments in the movie, too, but, like, when they were throwing out the lawyer dollar money, I'm like, who, uh, uh, no, just, they would get an annulment from the fucking, from the, I don't know, guys, anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we're gonna continue this because I love doing it so much, I don't care if you guys like it, don't listen, then, fuck you guys, have a wonderful day, bye. Enough of you. Well, you wouldn't say that if I came with fries and a medium drink. <laughs> Coke hangovers. Oh my God, were they the worst? Because I don't know about how you guys fucking did Coke, but me, it wasn't just Coke. I would 
fucking get skied up out of my mind and I would drink and drink and drink because you don't feel it. You're like, oh my God, I'm invincible. And I would drink God knows how much. And then you have like, you're crashing from the Coke and you got a hangover. It was the worst feeling afterwards. I think that's why it was like the easiest thing for me to quit. It was also the one I wasn't as addicted to as the other ones. Weed was a motherfucker. Cigarettes was, those were war. Those, oh, I forgot to mention cigarettes on there. I smoked cigarettes from the age of 13 to, what was it, 31? Yeah, 10 years now I've quit that. Yeah, that was a, that was so hard to fucking quit. Nothing like food, though. Nowhere near like food. Weed, I had to quit because during the homeless days in the program that I was in, they would uh, test me for drugs. And, of course, weed. I know you guys, it's going to cure my brain cancer, and I can vape it and eat an edible, and it's, it's legal in Chicago. It's a drug, you fucking idiots. You stupid fucking morons. Stop, stop melting your brains. God damn it. I'm going to keep repeating this over and over and over again. I get that it grows out of the earth. The weed that grows out of the earth isn't the shit that you're smoking. That fucking engineered crossbred. Have you seen how weed looks nowadays? It's white with all the crystallization of THC. Fucking dirt packed weed doesn't look anything like that shit in nature. Okay. If you want to smoke weed and you want to be au natural, smoke that shit. Okay. You're barely going to feel it because you've been fucking your brain up with all this other crazy shit. It's still a drug. It's still melting your brain. Anything that makes you feel different than what you're feeling in any given moment and that you've had to imbibe or uh or you've had to you've had to take or chew or eat or swallow or imbibe in some way shape form or fashion is fucking you up okay if it makes you feel separate from what like me i drink enough coffee like i said before to fucking to give me six heart attacks in in two lifetimes okay knock on wood that doesn't happen but i know that's what it's doing to me it's a drug it's addictive how do i know it's addictive because when i stop taking it i feel some kind of way about it it's the same same goddamn thing with weed people don't want to admit that's addictive really stop doing it Stop doing it for one week. One week, stop doing it, podheads. One fucking week. Tell me how it makes you feel. Me, I'll tell you exactly what happened. When I quit weed and when I really quit weed, I would have dreams where I swore I smoked in the dream. Like when I woke up, I swore that I smoked the night before and I dreamed of being on a mountain of weed if you're telling me that's not some semblance of chemical dependency i don't know what the fuck is i don't know what is okay it's not addictive bullshit okay bullshit i remember fucking i know everybody's boy joe rogan there's an episode of his podcast i wish i got cited where he was talking about how comedians uh were daring each other not to do things like to or not daring but they were challenging each other here's quit drinking for a month and everybody was willing to do it they're like all right fine joe quit smoking weed for a month he's like i'm not gonna do it and i know that's something that addicts would say but i'm not addicted i can do it i just don't want to because i like it too much that's addict shit that is fucking addict shit. It's addictive as fucking hell. And you guys, <laughs> no, it's not because I've read a fucking, uh, dude, you do you realize this? Okay. Uh, it's a cancer Carlton cigarettes. Okay. One of them, their marketing in the thirties was that a four out of five doctors recommended Carlton cigarettes or Kent, one of those two over every other brand recommended 
cocaine fucking amphetamines were actually marketed to housewives to give them more pep amphetamines okay this wasn't that long ago this was there are people alive this day okay that have had fucking i've seen these these fucking amphetamines being pitched to them like it was regular LSD originally when it wasn't illegal was used uh was good it was supposed to be used for um for uh uh as an antidepressant and it wasn't illegal forever and guess what i'm sure in small doses it'll probably be effective same thing with uh special k i know that they have these ketamine clinics but you know i mean that's we're not talking about the levels that you guys are fucking doing that at cbd i've tried listen i tried cbd one time it didn't do anything for me but if it works for you great it's just that's a that doesn't have any of the psychoactive chemicals in it okay you're addicted to shit, fine. Cop to the fact that you're addicted to it. I'm addicted to shitty food, okay? I'm addicted to shitty food. If you if you walk to the mirror right now, okay, don't tell me it's a fucking glandular problem. It's not, you fucking fatty. Go to the mirror right now. If you can grab a handful of tit and you are not a woman, guess what? You're addicted to fucking food. Sorry, got news for you, okay? Got news for you, all right? A very small percentage of people have glandular problems. People do have slow metabolisms, but that can be rectified with proper diet. Uh, and I'm not speaking like I'm any expert. I'm speaking about knowledge that I've gained through my own self-discovery and that I've looked up on my own. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, guys, it's, fucking attack it like it's a drug look at it like it's a drug it is a fucking drug i'm treating it like it's a drug and i i gotta do i still gotta do it once a week i gotta fucking i gotta walk that razor's edge every week do you know what i don't do cakes and brownies even though i was craving cakes and brownies because to me that's like i can't stop once i start that's three weeks of me just hating myself just like oh i guess i'm buying another quart and a half of ice cream and eating it in one sitting did you know that single serve, Mike? It's single. That breaks my balls, too. You ever buy a pint of fucking Ben and Jerry's and they have the nerve to say that's four serves? To who? That's one sitting. That's if you can't knock that out of one sitting or if you actually like portion it out to four. Do you realize what that container cut into four looks like? That's three spoonfuls of ice cream. It's three spoonfuls of ice cream. Dude, you ever look at the peanut butter? Oh, oh my God. They want, People tell us to eat peanut butter all the time. Yeah, peanuts are good. Peanut butter is even natural peanut because I'll, I'll fuck with peanut butter on occasion. But even still, like I'm an addict with it. Like I just fucking, I just go at the jar with a spoon. Like I don't, I'm going to make a sandwich. No, it's spoonfuls at a time. Uh, did you know that cake frosting? Go to the store, Betty Crocker cake frosting. It's actually less bad for you than peanut butter calorie-wise. Cake, if you took a tub of frosting and knocked the whole thing out with a spoon, yeah, sure, you'll get enough sugar to fucking, uh, uh, to put you in a fucking diabetic coma. But, okay, calories-wise, calorie density-wise, it's not as bad as peanut butter. That's insane. That's insane. And people have been marketing nuts and peanuts for years. I Like when I eat peanut butter, it's because I like the actual taste of peanuts. I don't get the kind with the sugar in it. I get the, the, look at the label. It's peanuts and oil maybe. 
Sometimes I don't like that. I don't like it with a lot of salt. I just like uh, there's a matter of fact, and I've only seen this out of all places, the Walmart grocery store. They have this peanut butter it has a blue label. I forgot what the it's some dude's name. He's just like, you know, it's just it's peanuts. It's peanut butter. And you look at it, the ingredients, peanuts. That's all it is, is fucking peanuts. OK, and that. Yeah, that's good for you if you eat like one or two spoonfuls a day. Do you guys know that a serving size of peanut butter is two tablespoons full? OK, that's one serving of peanut butter. Do you know how little an amount that is? Go ahead. Put two tablespoons. And we're not talking about heaping tablespoons, level tablespoons. Put that on a sandwich and see if you're satisfied by that. You're not because you're a fucking person. OK, that's why. All right. And me, I'll take this. And if I have peanut butter there and it's especially the runny kind, the natural kind is runny. I've literally sat there and I've drank it out of the fucking container. I drank peanut butter before. Okay, so just I, be be leery, guys. Be leery of the things that people are trying to. Those protein bars are Snickers. They have peanuts, nougat, caramel, and milk chocolate. I know what's in the Snickers. I've eaten a Snickers before. Just because it's made out of protein weight or whatever the fuck, it's a Snickers bar with protein. I just want to also make another thing, a bittersweet. Uh, statement that my Mike Strong style at Driftwood uh, is dead. It's no more. Uh, that I, I was feeling some kind of way about it for a good 72 hours. Um, you know, I love that mic and I love running an open mic. Uh, I just didn't think it was fair. It wasn't so much that I wasn't getting paid to do it. It's that she didn't even want to open up a dialogue about it. She did it first, but she didn't follow up with it. And anytime I followed up with her, she was ghosting me in some weird way. Like, you know, she'd answer any other question, but when it was about that, she just wouldn't get back to me. Like, I've dated girls like that who are dated women like that where, you know, if you broach a subject, they're not, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, hey, are we hanging out today? You know, you get ghosted by them. But then if you comment on an Instagram picture, oh, they'll get right back to you. It's like, come on, get the fuck out of here, you know. It's like, I know you saw the message. I know you read the message. You know, just tell me no. Say the word fucking no, okay? Uh, and she didn't even do that. Give me a taste of the... Don't even pay me a flat fee, but give me a taste of the bar. If they gave me 10% of the bar, I'm guessing that would still be 10 bucks, but it's better than fucking nothing. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that for just for Strong Style. We're going to shove this in the middle of the episode somewhere. Mike's a magician, so... He knows how to make things whoo, make things appear in the middle of the episode. Um, all right. I don't want to give people an hour of just me talking. You think that fucking fuck it. It ain't about it ain't about it ain't about them. It's about me. Plus, I also got to do the uh, this is my cheat day. This is the epic cheat day. And we're keeping this in there. Fuck it, Mike. Yeah. By the way, special shout out to Mike Johnson uh, and I, I'm with a great family of other podcasters, the Uniquely Identical Network. Um, they have a lot of great shows on here. I feel very welcomed by them. Uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast this weekend with Johnny Cosmos, uh, Greg Bartusiak called The R Word. Um, in February, I'm going to be doing Dean Maldonado's podcast. Uh, Mike, what's that one called again? Wild Wasteland. That's the OG. That's the first show that you had on your network, right? Um, so look forward to that. I'm definitely going to post links to that. Uh, once I start having guests, I'm going to have these fuckers on there. I want to have the whole family on one show, man. That would be fucking great. Uh, Bombay's great, guys. Hit him up. He knows how to produce. He knows how to produce. He's growing just like the rest of us. He wants to 
you know, if you get put on, just put him on, you know? If I get put on, I'm putting this fucking guy on. If we, He's going to get a little taste of my White Castle. White Castle, get at me! Anyway, guys, thank you so much for checking me out. Appreciate it. Bye. Mike, we're good.